This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to combine and integrate technology to your coaching practices. And we have a great guest for this episode. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tuuli Pirttiha. Welcome, Tuuli. Thank you, Olli. This time too. Yeah. So I I find you as a very interesting coach that you have a deep philosophical background in your coaching but still you are using technology as as a integrated part of your coaching so could you tell more about your how do you combine and integrate these things in your coaching yes thank you i i also think that is interesting and uh, all the time evolving and developing uh subject uh technical versus human and so on i also think that Technology-wise, or also these kind of, for for example, podcasts and videos and material are kind of technology in the coaching. It's uh, kind of maybe adding value or adding uh, perspectives into the dialogue, which could be the kind of the first first thing to explore in the coaching, the relationship and the human itself. But back to the ECG and stress HRV man- um, measurement. Thanks. For me, if if I go to the bottom of it, it is philosophy because it's it's one view to a human being or, or a person, the stress levels uh, which can be measured. And um, when I have this kind of a uh, um, surface, so I don't think it's kind of uh, artificial or it's uh something that i have added it's it's a very lean and natural way to to integrate that to any coaching if in if in it's if it's well-being coaching or if it's for example communication coaching or leadership or self knowledge or uh, fulfillment or for example life coaching i i think it goes with all because the the measures the indexes parameters open quite a wide perspectives on the physical and uh, body mind uh, co- connection yeah so so you kind of see the measurements and data just as a one window on or one viewpoint of seeing seeing the behavior and i i think it's really interesting because many times you see like For example, some somebody is <laughs> I don't mention name, but one of my friend he he has a heart rate monitor, and and when you ask him like how was the run, he's telling like yeah, average heart rate one hundred forty three, and the training effect three point two, and then like he never says that it was fun, it was beautiful trail or something. It's just <laughs> so they they are like really reductionist that if you start measuring something you only see that so how do you how do you facilitate that that even when you use technology it stays more holistic 
Well, of course, we don't just look at the numbers. The numbers itself, uh, the parameters and indexes are, are revealing something. But we also talk very, very largely about, uh, you know, I could have asked that only what is what was beautiful on that running you know it's kind of a you know guiding question but anyway so that we kind of keep the discussion about the parameters and indexes uh very creative and artistic even or or uh curious so so um i think the dialogue is is the key how to how to discuss about these measurements with the client yeah, and and how how would you, for example, you have been doing quite a bit of stress measurement. How do you how do you discuss about stress during work time? Let's take an example. Yeah, stress during work time. Yes, I do these twenty four hour seven uh, measurements for maybe five to seven days. So we have a wide kind of view also to a person's week, for example, and. Um, it's sometimes very relieving, re relieving and uh, revealing both for a person to see that, for example, uh, sometimes in the work environment, if it's not physical, very, you know, uh, strength demanding work, uh, they are not that stressed that they believed. Because that's also the same thing was with the sleep, that sometimes people think that they are more stressed during the sleep than they are. So it's one view that we can really see that, oh, that was only that uh, stressful for me. And then I, uh, then I got my strengths or kind of parasympathetic nervous came back to work in, very quickly. And it's very, really, really helpful for people to see that in, in, in a visual way. But of course, if there is, uh, for example, in a work environment, there could be stress that people haven't noticed. For example, I say this in Finland, we have this coffee hour. <laughs> It should be, of course, relaxing. But sometimes during the coffee hour, the stress index is high. And then we explore that. But why would your coffee hour make your stress index higher than when you're at your desk or doing something else? And it could be social, you know, meeting someone during the coffee hour that makes your nervous system jump up. Or it might be that... Uh, someone's having a kind of a break that it's not a real break. It's kind of, you know, you're in a social media or you're looking at the newspaper news or something like, like that. People don't really in their everyday hours pay attention to things like that. They just think it's a complete break. And yeah, and there, this is, is a very large subject. Sometimes some people are like that morning are much easier. Even they have demanding tasks on the morning. They can do it with less stress, less stress. And during the afternoon, you know, it, there is the same task, but they are more stressful because, you know, it's the, the rhythm of theirs or the opposite. Some people have more stressful mornings, even if the, uh, the kind of uh, profile would be the same. And then the afternoon is easier because they are kind of, you know, realizing that now I have, I'm going to get everything done and so on. So it's, it varies a lot, but we do dig into that very deeply. And of course, the days differ with each other. You can have uh, different days. So with, with one, one person. And and this is a little bit on a sidetrack, but one, one day I understood <laughs> that in, in Finland, the coffee break is kind of uh, a legal thing. So basically we have government reg regulated drug taking break every day. 
and it's it's quite so they want us to take neurostimulants every day and there's a ranged break for that and if you kind of reflect that that people are a little bit too stressed or don't sleep well i think it's quite interesting that we the government kind of pushes and incentivizes us to be hyperactive during the work time you know i i know comment on that <laughs> but i know that you, you know uh the company policies uh vary a lot. And of course, there is a paradigm shift during the COVID uh, for this subject, that because people, people are doing hybrid work and remote work. And this is also wow. seen very clearly in ECG measurements. Uh, I, I have clients who has measured during the kind of normal time when they, they were at the office and then during now when they were, were at home. And uh, it's very, very interesting to see that people are telling, for example, that home they can't concentrate and they lack motivation or it is difficult to kind of get you into the work mode and there is still no stress because, you know, you, you probably go into the kind of collapsed mode and, you know, it seems like a green day when, when the red is, you know, high stress and the green is, uh, you know, recovering stage. And uh, it's also interesting to to discuss about this with people, that how do you get into the kind of a uh, right balance on the work mode? Because we need also stress to be able to concentrate and, you know, have focus on, on right things and so on. So it's not a kind of aim to be in a total recovery mode during the workday. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really, really interesting. And I know this myself, that I'm much more relaxed or the the work is much less loading for me when I work at home and I think I I get enough stress that I get things done but I think it's much more relaxed to work from home I, I think it it's pretty individual because some people don't like working from yeah. home yeah. yeah, and now it's the situation because I have ongoing clients all the time. So this is from the last week's ex experience, for example, here when people return to the office. So they have thought before that they are returning to something. They are returning from the hybrid work or remote work to the office work. And now they realize that it's not the same anymore because some people are still at home. Some people are coming and going. And they realize that, okay, we are retur not returning to anything, but I still need to learn to do my work in a new way. And it's very interesting, in, also in stress measurement ways. Mm. Yeah. So, so you've been doing quite a bit of these stress measurements. Do you use any other measurements or are you considering any other measurements? Well, yes, I have tried uh, the Fibion uh, thing to measure movement and of course this ECG equipment also uh, you know gathers movement and uh, uh, everything like that but um, yeah I am I have been considering different kind of if if it would be for example available for us coaches to measure a brain activity also so in a in a, in a kind of lean and not expensive way that would be interesting also i don't yet have that so but i have a scientific uh, a kind of a, a medically approved um 
measurement uh, equipment, which is FAROS, which is uh, originally designed for cardiologists. So it's a kind of a medical equipment. And not so many coaches use that. They, many coaches use only HRV measurement. So I have a little bit uh, more accurate data than many, many coaches, which HRV measurement has. So that offers plenty. But yes, yes, to, to answer your question, yes, I, I would be interested to explore more. Are you a medical doctor, physical therapist, personal trainer, or someone else helping individuals in making a change towards a healthier, better life? Imagine a behavior change tool designed for professionals like you to help your clients achieve better results and at the same time provide you with more income. Fibian is that tool. It offers an evidence-based way for health and wellness professionals to extend their services into coaching. The only thing your client needs to do is put a tiny Fibian device into their pocket for a week. The device collects objective physical activity data from your client. Fibian helps you to educate and coach your clients through this change towards a more active and healthy life. Strengthen your expert status. Distinguish yourself from the competition. Order Fibian now at Fibian.com. Yeah, yeah. And, and you mentioned that if, if I open for listeners a little bit, so HRV is just measuring the time between different heartbeats and the ECG is actually measuring the whole curve that you see in the emergency room TV series where you have the whole whole curve so do you actually use the ecg curve like do you do you what what do you use from the whole curve i mainly use hrv data from that but but uh, this uh um analysis data offers the kind of uh also the vegetative balance picture how the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system is working together in a different uh, stress uh, phase and sometimes if a person has uh, clear arrhythmia symptoms, I might check if there is some moments uh, he or she claims that now I had a arrhythmia or, or something like felt very hard uh, sensations, then we can look for that. And sometimes we do find, find, we do find something that is uh, worth to look further. So, uh, and then they can use it with the doctor. Of course, I can't analyze that. And uh, we also have sleep apnea risk analysis in that that tool. So that's also very uh, interesting for many. And and what would you say that you use as a criteria when you're thinking about different measurement or technology to integrate into your coaching? You said that EEG measuring brain activity would be nice if it's lean and very easy to do. What what would you say that which is which is a no no for technology and which which is kind of what do you expect it needs to be? Oh, I haven't thought about that. But now when you asked, I would say that from my experience, people uh, people need to use it in a very regular weekday or regular uh, you know holiday day off. They 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 need to have it measured in their real life and not in a kind of a laboratory surrounding. So that would be one criteria that people can measure but forget about the uh, meter, you know. So that's probably one thing that I now would say. But if I would get a 
group of clients who would be willing to to go to the laboratory for 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 a testing that would be possible to you but right now i have offered it like you don't you don't even have to think about it you just put it on and yeah so so basically if i open again a little bit you are using faros which is a professional tool so basically it has a couple of electrodes you attach to chest and then it's then it's measuring you just leave it there and it's measuring and the participant doesn't need to use any app or download or anything so it's it's kind of a professional tool created as easy as possible for the participant so continuing from this how do you see the difference between professional tools which are developed to be used like this versus consumer apps and gadgets would you consider using any consumer gadgets and why would you do or why not yeah i would consider and for example many of my clients as myself i use this aura ring which is uh, measuring the hrv during the night and uh, we can also it's very uh, and, and some people have the watches you know the uh, whatever they are so we can kind of you know calibrate also the results sometimes with the client and when you have app for aura some some of my clients for example look how was the night in Aura, for example, compared to the ECG? And then there is a further discussion. And uh, I also use a kind of app uh, guiding. It's eight weeks intensive program for positive intelligence. It's a kind of a stress test too, but it's uh, it's from from it's not from the body. It's your uh, kind of a mental reactions. So I use app already. So it could be possible that I would use this kind of uh, app for for. Uh, ECG measurement too, but right now I don't. I I also think that if you have too many choices for clients in in a, in a process or program, that you know client has to has to take too many measurements. It might be might be not necessary. So I think it's important to find the ones that's are that are really adding the value to the process. And and you think it's better for you to choose what you integrate into your coaching and not give too many options for the participants. Yeah, I would say so that I already have quite many options to, for example, if a client comes a group or a company or individual, then the normal kind of basic process is one year. So it's, it's several months and several tools, several times uh, measurement points. But um, I also value clients' own choice. And in my coaching programs, there is always a possibility for a client to choose uh, from, from the plate, so to say, you know, that it's not, it not, it's not even necessary to take this easy chiefs if, if someone wants to, of course. It's... And, and you said that you prefer the ones that collect, like, all, all the day data maybe five to seven days how often if it's 12 months training program how often do you do you measure and how often do you kind of get back to the data that you you kind of reference to it well yeah. the basic would be twice you know in the in the beginning and in the end but some clients want to measure because you know there can be uh, a lot of changes during 12 months so if they have for example measured in the beginning when it was for example very stressful week so then they would like to measure a vacation week for example or if they change 
job or if they have uh, changes in the family life or anything else they would like to ex or in their health you know exercising program also so then we of course can measure more than twice but basic would be twice and and if you measure for example in the beginning and then you don't measure in in six months how much do you reflect that or is it like that you go in the beginning the feedback session and consultation and then you don't talk about the measurement anymore or how, how do you usually do it yeah we do talk about the measurement because it's 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 very powerful for a person to see this uh, kind of spreadsheet the sheet which is very thorough the ecg wise so we quite often go to the uh, in, in our discussions to the to the indexes and and it's also because we Uh, when we go through the uh, report, we uh, examine also the feelings, the thoughts, you know, the habits. And if there is, for example, high stress during the workday, for example, this coffee hour, we come back to that several times. That how did your coffee hours felt feel now? When have you done? You have done these changes, or how was your coffee hour? If you tried this, for example, and it's not only the index uh, number, it's how the feeling itself uh, is, is uh, you know, for the person in the situation. We talk about the feelings around that. So, so having specific way of speaking numbers, having feelings, having emotions, having context on them. How would you recommend? Like we work quite a bit with the data from for example sitting and physical activity how would you approach it from this feeling point of view or kind of discussing the numbers in a not only as a numbers yeah you mean the the walking walking um, examination yeah like like yeah. If, for example if we with the for example with Fibion, if we are measuring sitting time we are walking uh, measuring physical activity how would you discuss this kind of numbers with customers how would you how would you approach them well first of all i think i would <laughs> i would if you're asking what i would do and that's would, what i'm asking yes, yes yes i would combine this some kind of a philosophical platform or a kind of a process platform behind it so that it's just not the numbers and not the uh, performing or the habits or there is what, some way to explore that from some a creative perspective for example if i am sitting now here today at my office for like four hours and then i walk a bit a bit and then i sit again so i would have a, a view to that day that what is this sitting or walking in me or what i notice when i walk what i notice when i don't walk you know i would i would have added questions or added platform or added philosophical Uh, path behind the numbers so that it would be more places to to touch on something important so basically you would say that you concentrate on something how you feel or how your body feel when you do certain activities or you don't do Yes, the feeling is important, or the sensation, as I all, uh, as I often say, it's not only the feeling, the emotions, but it's how do you sense that in your body? That's that's a little bit different, but important. But also habit-wise, that if you are being, for example, in a walking mode, so what do you see? What do you hear? 
where do you focus on then? Because we 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 tend to have different um, way to approach or absorb things when we are walking or sitting, for example. So it's the kind of you know uh, perception part. What is it that it makes you do more when you walk or or less? You know, it's it's also the habit part and all, even even talking because I'm a communications uh, coach in my background or consultant. So I even probably would ask or ask to have the view that what kind of words do you use when you are walking or what kind of sentences to use when you are walking or how do you listen if this is a communication thing how do you listen in a different way when you are walking or sitting you know do you get the picture you know yeah 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 for example like when we we have strategy meetings we have on, on Fridays the strategy meeting I always try to go walk outside because strategy is something you, you don't want to be too focused because you want your creative side to be active so I, I always try to go go walking get get rid of my computer because the computer is really narrowing your thoughts you get really focused so I, I like to be creative do you have any I want to offer this. This is new. This is I am also, you know, studying the polyvagal theory things and so on. But something that uh, I wanted to touch on that that our sympathetic nervous system is sometimes, of course, helping us to on, on focusing. You know that we are you are you're you're concentrating enough. So when you are walking, you are kind of you know having your uh, maybe higher heart rate and uh, you know lower HRV, and you know you are kind of you know activating your sympathetic nervous system when you are walking, and that's not particularly bad when you notice that and you 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 sense that that's the, that's the thing for for your needs to be strategic, for example. But for 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 example, for myself, because I'm a kind of you know hyper achiever, hyper everything, restless person. So if I would have a strategic meeting, I would more like you know need to go to my uh, parasympathetic mode to be not overacting, overreacting, and oversympathetic. So it's very individual. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.